You're listening to the Stag Sports Network Podcast, only on FairfieldStags.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Stag Sports Network Season Outlook Podcast. JJ Duke with you. Hope everybody's doing well at home. This is actually going to be a little bit different than our usual Season Outlook Podcast. This is actually going to be a season recap podcast, uh, one of the first that we've done throughout the course of this fall-spring combo season. I'm happy to be joined now by the head coach of Fairfield Swimming and Diving, that is Tony Bruno. It's been a, lot, a while, actually, since the last time we've chatted, and I'm glad that we get a little FaceTime here. How are you doing? I'm doing great, JJ. I really uh, really appreciate you giving, giving me the opportunity to be a part of this. Absolutely. And your program, it, it was it was kind of like a cuff cup half empty moment to start this calendar year where there's a lot of discussion about what was swimming and diving season going to look like, because for a lot of people that don't know, you know, it starts in the early fall, the season have a little bit of an off period over the winter break. Then you go hard straight through into mid February when the championship meet season begins. But because of COVID protocols, a lot of people didn't know exactly what was going to happen. And then unfortunately, it was found um, early in the calendar year that there was not going to be a championship meet in the MAC this year, which is obviously very disappointing for Fairfield Swimming, knowing that there's been a lot of progress made on the men's side, three straight championships on the women's side. So I'm curious for you, and I know this is kind of a difficult one to start on, but what were the conversations like with you, the rest of your coaches, maybe some of the coaches elsewhere in the circuit, and then ultimately your team to say that, listen, this year, it, it's not happening like it usually would. Yeah, so um, good question. Um, I, actually, I actually sit on the, uh, on the games committee for the conference, so, I, um, so I'm, I'm the leader when it comes to, um, comes to the, the head coaches' meetings with the, with the conference coaches in terms of pulling those together and running those meetings and then uh, bringing those ideas and bringing those thoughts back back to the conference level um, at the committee level with you know which is comprised of uh, myself uh, a diving coach and then um, three administrators you know the host team and uh, and two other at larges so uh, pretty involved with those conversations um, yeah I mean I mean everything started with safety and ended with safety and how can we run a safe event um, you know as you would suspect I mean we're, we're we're probably the biggest event the Mac puts on, at least from an, uh, an athlete participation uh, outlook, maybe not necessarily fans, but you know, we do fill it up up there in Buffalo, but as far as student athletes go, um, I mean, you're, you're talking almost 300 participants every year and, and that's a big number. So um, yeah, back in the fall is how can we do this safely and, and, and appropriately and, and fairly too, and, and offer a similar type of experience that, that the student athletes are used to. So. Absolutely. And ultimately it came down to the fact that it, you couldn't have a traditional championship season, but you guys still had a season, uh, which is a lot of fair play to everybody involved to try and make things happen because ultimately you want to have the opportunity for the student athletes to compete. Um, so it was a March season, which is not to say later than usual, but in terms of how the season usually goes, it was a little bit later than how things would happen. But your group ended up having a nice inner squad meet. The women had a couple of meets. The men had one after. And we're going to get to the Mac Invitational in a moment. But um, in terms of having the season, did you what was the mood around the group like knowing that at least a few more times that you'd be able to compete 
in and amongst each other and compete, compete against other teams? Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously the fall, you know, it was, it, it was, uh, it was certainly a challenge to try to be as consistent as we could be, uh, keep it going. Uh, you know, we were able to get together and, and train and get something out of the fall. And then we transitioned, you know, in the winter coming back, um, you know, right going into winter, we knew that we weren't going to have the championship. So everything was going to pivot and we were going to have to, uh, you know, be, be flexible and, and see where it went. So uh, in meeting with the team, you know, we talked about, you know, what would define success for the year and what we wanted to do and how we wanted to handle that. And uh, as a coaching staff, you know, our, our presentation to the team was, all right, Hey, here's our, here's our goals. Um, you know, we want to make sure we send our seniors off on a good note. That, w- that was number one. Uh, number two was um, we want to make sure we get something out of this season. Right. And, and those were the two big goals. And uh, I'm happy to say, I, I thought we, you know, I thought we sent our seniors off on a good note with senior day. I know they felt really good about that. Um, so, so we, we did that. The number two was we have to get something out of this year and, you know, credit to the student athletes with protocols and everything else they had to handle, you know, in a shortened season, um, you know, just under eight weeks, uh, we saw multiple records. We saw multiple best times. So if the goal was to get something out of the season and get better, um, you know, we, we did that. So, um, you know, I, I credit to the team for, for, you know, staying together, following protocols and, and being able to uh, send our seniors off and get something out of it. Yeah, that was, I was thinking about that a little bit because when you and I talked on this platform, it was back over the summer, we discussed a, a little bit about like the standards within the team and everybody kind of pushing each other a little bit. It, how much buy-in did it have to take from the student athletes after knowing the fact that there was not going to be a traditional championship meet and then understand at the same time that, okay, we're still going to have something out of this, but we have to, within ourselves, do the job because they're frankly, still was a job at hand to be done. So how much, was there any convincing that had to go on or did the group buy in pretty much from the start? I think, I think the hardest, the hardest part, you know, and you talk about, um, you know, not just the physical challenges of this year, but the, but the mental challenges of this year, um, you know, with the way the fall went, you know, we all saw it around the country that, you know, there'd be moments where you're going moments when you're paused moments where you're going again, moments when you're paused. And, and in our sport in particular, um, this is not a sport where it's like, you can just go for a run and like that, that checks the box of where you need to be. I mean, so much of, so much of our sport, uh, we, requires the access to the pool. It doesn't mean that you can't do it. It doesn't mean that you, uh, you can't make adjustments, but, but it certainly presents unique challenges. Like, you, you know, you can't just, get on the Peloton and say like, all right, yeah, we're ready to go. Or technique is good and form is good. So um, you, you got to be able to get to the pool, you know, as much as possible. Um, it was interesting. It was like, you know, like one of the things I said to the team and, and a lot of these, you know, whether it was zoom meetings or, or small group meetings was um, if you're able to get to the end of two weeks, you're just going to start to feel better, right? Like, like the, the biggest thing we missed in the fall that we, we really were able to do and, and credit again, you know, athletic department, athletic training and everybody, you know, with the protocols and making sure that we were able to keep going, we got to two weeks and then all of a sudden you start to feel better, right? Because now you're getting some consistency, got to three weeks, got to four weeks, five, six, and then, you know, but then the other side is when you get to that point, it's like, man, we just got to get to the finish. We just got to get to the finish. And, uh, 
again, credit the student athletes for, for buying in and following the protocols. Cause you know, I, I would say once we got through two weeks, people started to feel better in the water. And by the time we started doing meets, we had people, uh, throwing up times, um, uh, that I don't think they thought they could do because, um, you know, you, you, you're literally, we, we literally got to a place, you know, and I think it's not unique to just Fairfield, but it was like, you know what, make the most of your opportunities when you have them. Cause it sounds so cliche, right? Like, like all, like, you know, that's like coach speak one-on-one. Like everybody's like, yeah, you know, you make the most of your opportunities. It's like, yeah, okay, coach. Like there'll be another opportunity. Well, if there's one thing that, um, I think this pandemic has taught us is like, Hey, um, it, it's not, it's not cliche and it's not coach speak. Like you make the most of your opportunities when you get them, because you really don't know if, uh, it's going to be another hundred year pandemic. No, absolutely. And I, I, I love that. And you're right. That's the one thing that if we're going to take, well, if there's two things that will take away, one is you have to make the most of any chance that you get now, because you truly never know if you're going to get another one, or if that other one is there, it could ultimately be taken away. And the second one, which leads me to my next question is we can really thrive on being innovative and finding ways to make things happen. And that brings us to this Mac invitational meet that happened in for those who do not know what actually this was, because again, there is no traditional championship season, but if you go on fairfieldstags.com and you cycle through the men's and women's swimming and diving schedules, you'll see there's a Mac meet at the end of it, but it wasn't like your traditional Mac meet where everyone travels up to Buffalo. You have every program there. This was fitting for this era, but at the same time, it was also fitting because the job was done um, quickly if I have this correctly, it was seven different programs on each, the men's and the women's side, swimming across a one week period at four different locations, which is crazy enough to think about, but Tony, how do we get this done? Because there's a lot of moving pieces and then also have to make sure that everybody also shows up. It's crazy to think, show up to the right time or the right place to swim. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, um, Again, again, credit to the coaches. Um, you know, we, we met as head coaches in the conference. Um, you know, a lot of discussions this year because, again, if you've looked across the landscape, like um, every, every situation at every university in every region of the country is going to be unique and different. And, and it's really, you know, hey, it's really easy for me at Fairfield to say, hey, I've got a ton of support and we're going to make it work. Um, we're going to get the job done. And, again, every, every university situation is going to be different. So, um, what we, we ultimately came up with was uh, a window of time. Cause right. You got to put some specifications on it for how we're going to do this. So we were able to put, um, we were able to put a window of time. Uh, we came up with a format, right? We came up with a two session format that we all agreed on. And, um, we came up with standards in terms of, um, you know, officials and things like that. So, from there, it developed into, hey, who, who can host and who can get this done? And, you know, we were fortunate enough to pair up with Iona. Uh, Manhattan was at Monmouth. Um, you know, the two Buffalo schools are up in the north. They, they you know, they figured it out. And then uh, Ryder, Ryder ran it as a solo at their, at their own facility and uh, got it done. And in that window, we, we pulled all the times together, sent it to a central uh, meat management location. And actually, the same, the same uh, people who run the meet up in Buffalo. So everything was centrally located. And officials and we pulled it together and um yeah we, we pulled all the times and, and it really gave our athletes the student athletes something to look forward to in the sense of 
right? Like what do we all want as competitors? We want to be measured, we want to be evaluated, and we want to see how we rank, right? Like that's everybody loves the rankings. Doesn't matter if it's college football or college swimming or lacrosse or whatever. We just want to be ranked. Where do we sit? And uh, it, it really gave us that opportunity, which was great. So, um, you know, credit the coaches in the league. You know, they were motivated. I, I really appreciate um, a lot of the coaches were, were strong. Like, hey, we, ha- we, we owe it and we have to do something for our student athletes because it's been a long year. And uh, a lot of people have put a lot of time into this thing. So, um, yeah, it was great. I, I appreciate the coaches coming together to make this work. And you talked about how the mentality of your student athletes specifically, where, you know, you might not ever get an opportunity again. So you have to make the most of it. And boy, did this group ever this time around the men finished second in the meet again, out of seven teams and the women finished fourth there, as you mentioned, the top of this podcast, where there were a lot of, you know, records that were broken top tens were in there as well. So, you know, we've all already talked about how proud you are of this team doing the job that they did, but in terms of the results and how they finished, how proud are you of these groups that were able to you know, put in a good showing in the pool and continue this trend of Fairfield swimming and diving on the way up? Yeah, I mean, I'll start with the women. I, I thought, um, you know, individually, we had some really, some really bright spots in there, which was great and, and got some, some really good performances. Um, you know, we've been on such a, such a, a big rise over the last, you know, four years. Um, and again, we, we had some great individual performances. Um, you know, we're missing some people from the meet, you know, some stuff we can't control, but, um, you know, I, I think, you know, in, in talking with the women, we, we feel good about the future and we know that we're going to be back. Um, uh, we'll be ready to go. It was funny. I, I, I said to the, the, the head official at the meet, I said, all right, write this down. I was like, we'll be back, <laughs> you know? Um, and I think it, I think it really motivated our women, right? It's like, how do you, how do you get motivated when you, when, when you keep winning? Um, you know, sometimes you gotta, you gotta take a quick step back to realize, all right, this is what we need to take two more big steps forward. So, um, I'm excited for them. A lot, a lot, a lot of, a uh, lot of talent in the younger group. And, uh, I think we got some good leadership rising up for our, our next year's seniors. So, um, yeah, women are going to be in a good spot. And then on the men's side, um, yeah, I mean, this is what they've wanted, right? Like we've they've watched they've watched the women have a tremendous amount of success. Um, they've uh, every year chipped away a little bit more, and um, you know they broke some big records, some records that have been on that board for a long time. Um, so uh, I'm excited for them. I mean, they're motivated. I mean, they're they're right back at it right now, working working away here in spring training. Um, you know, our, our our men really believe that this is. Uh, you know, this is the culmination of a lot of hard work that we're, we're going to be ready to go. And this, like we said, get something out of this year. Well, this year has really, really taken us a big step forward on the men's side. And, and, you know, we're looking forward to next year. Yeah. I mean, just by the way that we've talked here, it sounds like this entire program is just buzzing to get back going. Obviously now it's a bit of a long wait again for the next time that this team can compete, but truly it does seem like everything is still on the up and up. And I guess I'll kind of leave it with this as we go, as we kind of wrap up today's show, but what can we expect? Um, You've obviously talked about where the trends can be, but when you see this group, you know, back in the classroom and back in the pool start next semester. What are you hoping to see, not only from the growth of this group as people, but growth as swimming swimmers, knowing that there's still a lot to be built on, but still there's a high ceiling? 
That's a good question. Um, I'm asking you the tough ones today. I know. Yeah. Well, um, I, I don't know if it's hope, right? Like, uh, I think it's what, what do we, uh, what do we need to do? Right. Like can't, can't hope to do it. What do we need to do? Um, you know, we, we talk a lot about our season in segments and things like that. And, um, you know, from where we are right now, we, we really believe that, um, you know, with women, with our women's team right now, in terms of training, like, Hey, if we, if we take a step forward from spring training through summer, you know, whether it's a combination of staying here in training or training back at your home clubs, if we take a step forward this summer, um, we're, we're right where we need to be. And then we'll take another big step in the fall, you know, on the men's side, um, you know, if we're, if we're two steps away from a championship with the men, we think we need to take one big step right now, you know, in spring training in the summer. And, you know, we've got a good group of guys committed to training with, with how we're going to do that. Um, and then we believe that if we can get to our, you know, uh, if when we get to our mid-year meet uh, next November, um, the stags will be where they need to be. You know, the men will have positioned themselves for a championship. The women will have positioned themselves come uh, November 22nd for, you know, a championship in March. Um, that, that's what we need to do. We just need to be, uh, locked in and focused. And, and that's part of the reason we're, uh, adjusting the schedule a little bit for next year, because for a lot of people, um, and even for some incoming recruits, um, you know, it's just been a hard year in terms of competition. So we, we've really looked long-term for the fall, for the schedule, for what we need to do. Um, you know, we're, we're, um, increasing the profile of, of the meets we're going to have next fall because um, we just, we need to challenge ourselves to make sure that we're ready. Because um, again, uh, I said, I've said this a lot the last few days as we've been going through individual team meetings, a lot of people have put a lot of work in um, to build this program up. You know, what are you going to do to build it that much more? Like the concrete has been poured. Like I give a lot of credit to the, the previous four classes a lot of concrete got poured here into this program the last four years. Uh, what are you going to do to start putting the frame up around this thing? Because um, we, we really believe that we have the support to, uh, to have one of the top tier programs in the Northeast. It's just, uh, it's just a matter of um, doing it together. So I don't know. I'm a competitor, you know, JJ. I'm not- Absolutely. No, there's always the big vision and there's always going to be a few steps in there to make sure the job gets done. But Tony, I appreciate the time and I cannot wait to see your group back in the pool in the fall and to see them starting to take these steps that hopefully that frame gets built very, very soon. And we hope so. Well, hope we're going to (laughs) work. Love it. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Stag Sports Network Season Outlook podcast. Thanks again for spending some of your day here with us. Make sure to stay with us on all of our social media platforms and fairfieldstags.com as we keep going throughout this semester. Till next time, JJ Duke signing off, and we'll talk to you all real soon. Thank you for listening to the Stag Sports Network podcast. For past and future podcasts, visit fairfieldstags.com.